On PPK Today, we'll be talking about maintaining your identity through conversion. But first, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of Priest, Prophet, and King. I'm your co-host, the man on fire, John Sablon. The middle child, Kaoni. And your boy, Meeks. All the way from Steubenville. All right, boys, we are talking about maintaining identity through conversion. So let's unpack that and explain that a little bit. Meeks? Yeah, I know for me and Keone, it was just one of those things that we struggled with as we kind of started diving deeper into our faith and going to youth groups and, you know, having a lot of these um, and small groups and these talks that we're listening to. And we're like, you know, we're hearing you, we're hearing you. We know we want to change. You know we want to be better, but then feeling like... If we were to do that, maybe we're not going to be the same person. Maybe it will be phony, a phonier version of ourselves. Maybe we're not going to be or be into the same things, be passionate about the same things that we've always been passionate about or have to give up music that we listen to or have to give up shows and only watch Mother Angelica and listen to um, whoever, Matt Marr. And so we kind of have always had this struggle and living these kind of dual lives. And then as we've grown and mature, I think we figured out how to still be um, you know, both people, but both glorifying God in, in kind of a similar way. So, so the when we talk about maintaining identity, it's you know how do we in this renewal of our mind, renewal of our soul, this desire to become closer to God um, and to learn more about our faith. It's it's maintaining kind of your own personality through that, right? I mean, obviously, ridding yourself of the things that are that are unhealthy or things that lead you away from God, but it doesn't mean all of a sudden we stop you know, um, listening to, to a certain genre of music, right? But maybe certain types of that genre are a little bit different or um, how we, what kind of movies we may listen or movies we may watch or things that we may fill our mind with. So we, we try to unpack that this episode so we can kind of be clear because a lot of people are trying to figure that out, to your point, Meeks. And I don't think it's just, um, it's youth. I think adults struggle with that as well. I just got done with a, another retreat kind of, preaching to parents and sponsors about the same thing, right? How do you uh, demonstrate and witness to a faith that's vibrant, that, but it's not of this world, even though we are in this world? So what do you think, Keone? Uh, yeah, kind of going off what Meeks was saying, um, as we are growing in our conversion, I mean, obviously we're still in that process, but um, when we're really making changes, um, we had to come and face the reality of there's going to be things that we're going to have to change whether that be the music we're listening to, um, what we spend our weekends doing, um, building new habits, whatever that may be. And I think something that was holding us back, I know for me personally, this constant struggle was, I love this, I love this, this is such a big part of me, I've been doing this all my life, I've been listening to this music all my life. I don't want to lose that, because then I, I don't know who I am. I'm going to lose a part of me. Um, and that's, it's, that's a challenge, you know, to be able to say, you know, hip hop was my, is my life. I can't just drop that. Um, and it's just facing the reality of, um, do I want to be what I want to be or do I want to be what God wants me to be? And that's something that I, I'm continually, um, trying to align and that just takes a process. But I think what we're going to be talking about today and the goal of today is how can we as a community um, really start to um, undergo a true conversion 
but also be ourselves. And, and just the idea that God, um, he's not seeking to change everything we are, but he's trying to, to perfect who we are. Um, and, and I think there's a subtle difference that's often missed. And, and in, my own, in my own journey, um, just seeing how he didn't change who I, who I um, thought I needed to be or I thought I wanted so bad, but he is starting to perfect those areas, rid me of the things I don't need and, and really start to draw me closer to him. So I think it's just um, how can we as a community um, maintain who we are um, through this conversion process. Yeah, so would you say, um, and Meeks, I'll throw this at you, would you say, because we're all created in the image and likeness of God, we're, we, we all have unique identities, and um, as Keone was saying, you know, we're, God knows what we need, and I think whatever thought or idea of yourself that you have, and, and you know, being in the culture when we were talking about, you know, just preparing for this episode, how we, especially for those that may be becoming into the faith late or, you know, uh, we've just been in the world so long, right? You've been kind of indoctrinated, yeah. uh, in, impacted, influenced by your family of origin, by the culture. So if you're like all up in the culture and you're into, into celebrities or, you know, uh, major league sports or even just the culture and music genres, you're going to be affected and influenced by that. So, you know, let's, let's, let's go there, right? How do you, for somebody that's out there listening how do you maintain or is there a balance of those things? What are, you know, what are we really saying? Because we do, we are created anew in Christ. So when we accept um, Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're, we're supposed to be transformed by the renewal of our mind and identity. So let's bring some clarity to that. Start with you, Meeks. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, maturing in that process. I think at first, our initial take on a lot of these things when we know it's a change is that there's a rule that's in place or there's something that's required of me that I have to do. And it's looked at, I guess, at an external way of like, these are requirements you have to meet in order to be a good Christian. And instead of having that internal um, an internal thought of, no, it's actually, these are changes I need to undergo to be the person that I want to be, the person that God created me to be, I guess, is like a difference in, in the mindset of how you're going about it. And I think um, it starts with uh, going out there and just trying to find people whether it be via YouTube, via the music industry, um, people around you that, are, that have similar interests but aren't, maybe they're just not cussing as much. Or uh, me and Keone, I mean, during Exodus, we had to find uh, so many, like 50 artists just to try to figure out, you know, who, who is it that we like that can finally not be corny and not just be, um, you know, like a Hillsong or a Matt Maher that, you know, are good in their own right, but it's not something that we're necessarily into as much. And so... I think it's like uh, artists like Marcel Fish, who's a really, really, really good artist, who was my most listened to artist this last year. Who He also makes YouTube videos and just talks about his own struggle with a lot of things with pornography and lust. And he used to be, um, he used to smoke weed a lot and all these different things. And you find, so those, those people are out there. I think it's really just for us to, to, to look for and then um, try to emulate and take those things, like we always say, step by step. You know, it's not like tomorrow you're not going to be, you're just throwing away everything that you've done before. Tomorrow it's not like, no more rap and no more family guy or whatever you're into. That's just not everything, but I think it's just step by step because eventually you'll mature. And then so when you start listening to people who are glorifying God or who are, I guess, a little bit more wholesome in their, in their message, then and you start to go back to what you used to listen to. You start to become sensitive to that and you start to lose that same uh, feeling towards it that you did before. And then you want something that's deeper. So, um, 
yeah, that'd probably be my advice. Just go out there and find those people. Um, you always message us and you know say, you know, who who can I listen to or who who can I watch? But I think those people are out there just for us to really look for it. One of the things um, I just want to touch on that real quick because um, I think Pope St. John Paul II talks about this in Theology of the Body with our desires. So a lot of times we can take the approach when we try to move towards a more holy uh, life, a more obviously faithful life that we think we have to suppress and oppress some of our desires. And that's a, that's a distorted way of looking at it because all desires, all desires obviously are there um, in the very sensual sense. They're given to us from God. It's when they're disordered, when the passions are disordered that there's a problem. So rather than looking at um, some of the things you're bringing up to, I guess it's somehow related that it's, it's less about oppressing and suppressing that, you know? So it's like, if you go on this diet, you're just going to starve yourself. Eventually you're going to go on a binge eating because you just starved yourself of something that you want or your, your body needs or craves. Same thing with this desire or, you know, this preference, if you have of listening to certain music where it's like, well, let's redeem that. That's why for artists that are out there, for people that are involved in um, the arts, whether that's music or painting or the movie industry, instead of us making something that's corny and less relevant and less attractive, how about we should be raising the bar on the quality, right? So why can't we have something that's comparable to the mainstream music that because of the, the talents and the gifts that each of these individuals are given by God, why can't they use that to bring glory to God and to bring a wholesome message and to, to do it where you don't all of a sudden sacrifice um, quality or, uh, you know, just again, that level of attractiveness. What about you, Keone? Um, So for me, in going through my own conversion, um, I think the biggest thing that helped me was the idea of who God was to me and really facing that reality. Uh, We talked about it two episodes in the belief of God and what that means. Um, And, and, you know, Meeks was talking about this inerrant nature that we have. And there's something that we have to aspire to be that's outside of ourselves. And so I had to come with this... um, realization that basically who is God? He's, and you know, I, I knew that he was um, the creator of all things. He was all powerful, but it took a while for me to really understand how much he truly loves me and wants the best for me. And that despite um, what he was going to do in my life, it was going to make me the most complete and fulfilled. And so, you know, I can, I'll give you this Lord, but I'll hold on to my music. Or I'll give you this and I'll hold on to whatever that may be. And it was when you start to give everything that he starts to perfect the little pieces of you. So for me, uh, basketball was a big passion, you know, and it still is my passion, but it's ordered the right way. It doesn't take precedence over going to mass. It doesn't take precedence over family time. Uh, And then uh, just as a kid, hip hop and and rap and R&B like that was instilled in me from uh, as early as I can remember. And that was something that really I was, I was holding on to. How am I supposed to let that go? And when I really started to, uh, it was through Exodus 90, when I really started to trust in God that he knows what's best, I'm like, all right, let me look into other, um, other music or artists within the same genre. A whole new world opened up. And like what Meeks was saying, Montel Fish, Nato 8, um, Paul Russell, John Keith, these guys that we're listening to that I'm still getting um, the genre that I love so much. It's so dear to my heart. 
but that's not polluting my mind. Mm. Um, and so when I started to really trust in God and say, all right, Lord, you're not against me, you're for me. And you're, you're not trying to strip away who I am, but perfect my identity. I think that's when you really saw the, the, the big, I saw the biggest changes in my life. And I began to realize that, wow, there's so much more. I don't, I don't crave like, oh my gosh, I really wish I was listening to Young Thug and Juice World because I have, I have other music and that still, that still has similar beats. That still has the same flow that I love um, since I was a kid, but it's music that is uplifting me. That's reminding me what I'm supposed to be doing in the day, reminding me of my call and my identity. So that's how it was for me. Now let's talk about identity, Meeks. Um, I'm going to go to you with this one. But, you know, some people, I mean, to be honest, right, we're quite comfortable in our sin. Sin feels good. I mean, that's just the reality of it all, that in our fallen nature, that we're comfortable in, in some of these vices, which are just bad habits. So, Meeks, what do you tell somebody when, you know, um, somebody's kind of rooted in that? Like there's an interest based on uh, an, a conversion moment they've had outside of this, or maybe something we're saying sparks an interest in them about, making their identity what their bad habits are or what struggles that they have or what experiences that they've gone through, that that's their identity. What do you say to somebody like that? I think, uh, like I said, I think that maturing process, instead of looking at these, I think you have to look at these in, in a way that's <clears throat> understanding that these are what's necessary for you if you want to continue to grow into your faith, you want to be the person that you say you are then this is what's necessary instead of looking at it as like uh, infringing upon your own uh, abilities or your right to watch whatever it is. I think a lot of times we too caught up. I think there's you know, two ones where maybe a message they're getting is that you shouldn't be watching any of that, you know, only EWTN and all this kind of stuff. And then, and then, and then going to the other side where it's like, you know, not watching anything that's uplifting you, just staying in your own comfort zone. I think the idea is just having that, that balance and understanding that, to all the things that we've been saying, if you're going to believe in the God that we all believe in, if you're going to preach the same Bible that we preach, then it's a it's your duty, I think, almost to, and it's your true identity to, I guess, find things that are actually going to um, strengthen that relationship with God instead of maybe making it just uh, stay, I don't know, stay where it is or, yeah, or maybe just, it's going to go back a little bit. Well, what about, so even, let's just say there there's people out there that actually are, they're wanting to make a change, but they're kind of stuck in the, whether it be the guilt or the shame or just the habitual aspect of it, right? Because with a challenge with identity, and this is the, we, we've been struggling with trying to figure out the right title for this, for this episode, is well, we're made new in Christ. I mean, that's the whole point is when we're made new in Christ, but we still have these experiences, good and bad. We still have these um, preferences, good and bad, sometimes mm -hmm. that that are still part of the, you know, I guess St. Thomas Aquinas and Aristotle talk about the accidents, right? So, mm -hmm. like, we're, we're made anew, but what if those people that, that are struggling because they're defining themselves as the bad habit or as the vice, like, man, I just, I just really, you know, maybe I'm just really addicted to pornography and I'm having a heart and that's what I some, you know, um, that's what I see myself as. And they don't feel maybe worthy. Maybe they don't feel strong enough to break free of some of these bad habits or, or struggles. I guess my message for them would be is that's not who you are, right? Even though you have these preferences, these, these likes, dislikes, um, like music isn't who you are. You're that's just something you like, mm -hmm. something you listen to. Um, so I would say it's for that person that is 
kind of stuck in that guilt or that shame or that um, habitual sin to just read through the life of Christ in, in the Gospels and understand how God, how Jesus walking on earth approached those people. Because he didn't, he hung out with sinners, he hung out with prostitutes, he hung out with tax collectors, you know, and he came there and, and dined with them, and he um, forgave them, and he let he walked with them, and and so I think it's taking that leap of faith, and and saying, okay, I know I've fallen to this, this, and this, but then reading scripture and saying, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read and learn and try anyway, and I think that's where Jesus will come and say, like, your faith has saved you. Um, and so I think it's just starting in, in some way. So when we're talking about conversion, and I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, it's, it's an ongoing process. And something that was, it was difficult for me at, at starting is like, oh my gosh, where do I begin? You know, there's so many things that I, I'm holding on to. I don't want to give it up. And then you just start with something. And so for me personally, you know, I would start to listen to a little bit more praise and worship. I would start listening to a little more Christian rap or Christian R&B, just make an intention to maybe listen to that a little more today or a little more this week. And as I got accustomed to that, and then maybe I'll listen to a rap song, like a secular rap song. And over time, kind of what Meeks was saying earlier, over time, your eyes are open to the darkness that's within it. And you don't even want it anymore mm-hmm. because it's like, wow, I've seen the light. I've seen something so much deeper. And you, it almost turns you off to go back to the other um, the other vices. Um, and so it's just a matter of taking that step. And I think if you trust in God to take that first step, he starts to reveal a lot to you. Mm-hmm. He starts to reveal, I had a, I had a kid, um, in the last retreat that we spoke at talk about, you know, how do you know what, when's the right choice? How do you know what changes to make? And I told him to just, just to start with something, make the first step faithfully, and then God will start to reveal the rest. And I know in my life, when I was you know, I'm going to start to listen to this or I'll start to do this more, you know, a little prayer. Then over time, he says, okay, thank you. You've responded faithfully. Here's my next task for you. Are you willing to accept that? Mm -hmm. And then when you go back into the glimpses of the darkness, everything's exposed and you see it for what it is. And you become so detached from it that you don't even want to go back into it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, that's something that I've realized in my own life more recently. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I would say to that person is look through scripture, look through um, the life that Jesus walked on this earth and who he hung out with and who he said to those people. So, Meeks, what would you say, you know, we, we and even preparing for this episode, um, I think there's a point of self-knowledge, self-awareness. You were talking about maturing in your faith, right? This, that, that there's a certain level of maturity personally, spiritually, emotionally, mentally that we all have to go through and I like to say you know it's kind of that 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 internal struggle within is what we're talking about this this tension between being a disciple being authentic as true believers of God and ridding ourselves of the things of this world but still living in the world can you can you speak to like how would you what have you done personally to to better understand your vices or your natural tendencies or perhaps your own woundedness or your own struggles and then what do you do to go after that yeah, I think in noticing the same struggles that I had with Keone and, and um, kind of, I guess, believing that I belonged to a certain culture that I really didn't and um, just being so attached to, to music. And we, I mean, we've been basketball players our whole lives. 
So that entire culture is just completely different. I mean, that's just from the outset. You're not listening. You're not getting, you know, John Mayer or Beatles like that. Everything. It's all hip hop the entire time. So that's what you're embraced in. And so I think for a lot of times that's who we identify ourselves with. And it was the maturity I think for me to understand that God doesn't want to make you someone you're not. He's just it's just these little small things that just order it in the right way. So for um, things that I think you know, when we grow up and we and we and we are seeing people that don't resonate with us, or maybe we don't think experience is the same thing with, as you. It's not because he's trying to make you into them, or you don't belong to be a Christian, or you don't belong to the Christian faith because you don't see one who's like you. I think what he's really doing is saying, if there's no one like you, then why don't you be the witness? Then why don't you become a person that mm. that other people need to see? Mm. Why don't you be the person that for people and New York or Miami or the people who are in the kind of these city lives that are more into that culture, why don't you be that witness for these people? And so that's, I think that's my, my maturing process and my understanding is like, I think that's why we made this podcast right now is because mm-hmm. we talk about all the time. There's so many good people out there who make amazing content and who <clears throat> are so deep in their faith and understanding from the Bishop Barron to Patrick Coffins, all these people. But I don't think those are the people that we are friends with. I don't think our friends are going to be, are going to be able to re- uh, resonate with those people or even, get out of their way to, to look those people up or take a listen. So I think it was understanding that I have some of my own struggles, but so do other people. So that means that it's my duty to maybe be a witness instead and to, and to turn some of those things, I, I think, in, in a small way to direct it towards God. So like for me, like I said on the first episode, uh, me and my good friend Christian here, we, we love thrifting. And God doesn't take away those things from you. But instead, we found a way to, well, why don't we look for you know, old Jesus printed shirts that are, you know, from the eighties and nineties that have all these crazy graphics. And why don't we use that as a platform to show people Jesus? It's something different. So he takes these passions that you have that aren't always going to be bad, but maybe they could be directed in a new way. And that doesn't mean I, that doesn't mean I only take Jesus shirts. I'll get that out of here. No, you still have that, but it's those small things. You know, if you own a business, that doesn't mean you have to, your new name has to be Jesus. Oh, this is, you know, this is the Jesus soap or this is the Jesus towels. It's just maybe you, you give a gift, you give a card with everything that you sell and it has like a scripture verse on it, you know, like in and out has scripture verse at the bottom, forever 21 has scripture verse. I mean, that's your way of getting people to, to look towards Christ. So I think it's maturing and understanding that not everything has to be full blown Jesus on your forehead, but saying that there's small ways that he can order it in order for it to be brought to a, a new standard, a new level. Um, something that could, so a way that he could use you as an instrument instead of you kind of trying to take the, the, the road on it or the helm on it and, and um, understand that I think he's going to take it into something greater than you, that you ever could. Mm-hmm. And so just having that trust and that understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of going off of mix of saying, as far as maturing, I think it's helpful to kind of understand the difference between a virtue and a vice and that any vice is a, just a disordered good. So if you're, if you have love, which is a virtue, if it's disordered, it becomes lust. If you have, whatever it is, you know, if you're patient and it becomes disorder, you become impatient. It could lead to anger, irritability, and that's become your vice. If you're an angry person or you're highly irritable, um, which I know I am a lot of times. And it's, it's knowing um, what your vices are and how to transform it into a virtue. Um, so when you kind of gain in your own self-knowledge and you meditate and you're saying, okay, what are some things that I'm struggling with? If it's lust, if it's impatience, how can I strive to make that love? How can every day I'm going to make it, I'm going to do something that um, helps me grow in patience. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's where conversion starts to go because it's habitual because you're living your whole life, you know, um, entertaining the urges for lustfulness, entertaining the urges to be impatient, entertaining the urges to be comfortable. And I think the first, the first steps you're taking in conversion is just making those vices closer to virtue. I'm going to do something out of love. Now I'm going to do something out of patience. I'm going to do something because I don't have to, that's something that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so where you're not necessarily losing yourself, but it's becoming perfected. So Miko and I were talking about St. Paul in scripture. Mm-hmm. He was um, a zealot. He was on fire for what he believed in. He took what his, his value system, his belief system, and he went out and he made sure other people believed it too. He was just on fire. He was a very fervent speaker and he was just rigorous and, and what he did, he had so much passion. And when God smacked him on the head, knocked him off the horse, he didn't say, I'm going to wipe away who you are. He said, I'm going to perfect those gifts and talents. And he used it to bring other people closer to God mm-hmm. and to where he went out now. And he used that same passion, that same fervor, that same fire from within, but he used it now to bring people to God. And it would be, it became perfected instead of used for selfish reasons or used as a vice, he became to spread virtue. And so I think it's just in maturing who you are and becoming open to growing in virtue and letting go of those vices where true conversion starts to happen. Yeah, you bring up a, a great point in the conversion of St. Paul. Um, you know, Miko, one of the things that I think struck me when you were talking about it was was being basketball being the primary sport, at least in our home, and what that comes with as far as culture. And, you know, Keone Sport in the Laker jersey, right? Mm-hmm. The, uh, the late, great. Kobe Bryant, which we're all dear fans and, and um, you know, Laker fans, of course, Kobe fans, and you boys have had a, a personal, we actually have we're all personal experiences with encountering Kobe, both as what you experienced through Kobe Academy, as well as our own, you know, physical run-in with him in Paris and um, having that dialogue. And I think what, what we see, what, you know, just to kind of circle this and, and kind of put a, uh, tie this up is an opportunity. And when I think about Kobe Bryant, um, so we talk about the Mamba mentality, right? So how do we go after this? How do you maintain your identity through conversion? And a lot of people are honoring. They just, you know, we're obviously we're pre-recording this, but the Lakers just stepped back on the court for the first time since Kobe's death. And, you know, so many people are honoring Mamba mentality. And you think over the course of Kobe's life, since you brought up St. Paul, a lot of people remember who maybe aren't fans of Kobe. Um, remember Kobe in 2003, the Kobe that was, you know, um, alleged, you know was in court. And uh, his wife had filed for divorce and he himself would talk about how he lost what was important in his life. Right. So he got caught up. You're, you know, you're a young man with a whole lot of money. And here he was faced with losing his family. Lose, he was he lost endorsements. Um, he could go to jail forever. And what did he turn to? He turned to God into a priest and his Catholic faith. And and he had a conversion because he experienced the love and mercy of God that he knew that God was going to get him through this, through this most difficult time in his life. And what's what we fail and what the secular culture will fail to bring up, um, as we've seen, um, Christian culture is bringing it up, but is, you know, Kobe Bryant made God his priority on the day that he died. Right. So, so on the, he, he shows up to mass at seven o'clock in the morning and it's interesting how people want to talk about the mama mentality, but what he put first in his life on the last day of him taking his breath was God. And just to kind of put this all around to it, to kind of inspire the, the listeners out there, Kobe Bryant has on his arm, right? The tattooed Psalm 27. 
and the, the, the Psalm for Sunday that he passed away on was Psalm 27. And here he was going to mass, receiving the Eucharist. And we can hopefully pray, continue to pray for the repose of him and his daughter's soul because he received the Lord that morning. And hopefully he sees the Lord as we speak. And we just got to continue to pray for him. But I just think bringing this all back, that idea of conversion, that Kobe, it, you know, he, it would be a good example. St. Paul, the day before that we celebrated his conversion, the 25th, Kobe passed away on the 26th. And you, you see people that experience this moment of desolation, this experience, maybe they're running up and their vices got them into some big trouble, or maybe you're just tired of the, the way that you're living and your sin. And then you come back to God. And God uses that as both you and Miko have been talking about to glorify his name, to perfect you in him, ultimately. And I just think we have to hang our, our, our heads on that. We've got to cling to the cross and just... You know, really um, speak to God. That's the whole point about conversion is seeking God and trying to ask him what it is that he desires for us to do with all our talents, with all our gifts, with all these desires that we know come from a good place, at least most of them. I'm not saying all of them come from a good place. How can I use this to bring glory to your name for the salvation of souls? So, Meeks, what parting words do you have as we wrap up this episode on maintaining your identity through conversion? Yeah, and I'll just end with, uh, I guess, a little bit of my take on, on the Mamba mentality. And as we saw Kobe, <clears throat> you know, retire in his last few years, winning an Oscar, and, and then end up, you know, starting an entire Mamba Academy where he's, you know, coaching girls basketball and he's, and he's teaching the youth. And he's a, a trainer for all these NBA guys. And I think the idea is about, it's always about perfecting your craft no matter what that may be. You know, like I was just saying before, is my craft it's going to be different from Kelly's craft. It's going to be different from your craft. It's going to be different from all the other people's craft. But it's about, I think, uh, you talk about identity and stuff like that. It's all about perfecting where you are. And I think in perfection, it's about directing towards that, towards that, towards God. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think it's, I think that's how we can, because you honor Kobe and um, honor the God that that we love and, and serve is by perfecting our craft and, and making sure that's directed towards God as much as possible. Kelly, mm-hmm. yeah, going off that. In his own words, Kobe said, you know, the mama mentality is just being the best version of yourself. So when we're talking about maintaining your identity through conversion, it's not about losing yourself, but it's about becoming the best version of yourself. And that's something that I think we're all um, we're all realizing as we're going through this conversion that we're not really losing who we are. It's that we're becoming more alive and the things that we saw that we we're so hesitant to drop. Um, are becoming perfected, the, the, you know? And, and so I think thinking about what Kobe did in his life, he was just everything that he committed to, he gave everything into it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, kind of looking back at the past episodes we've done, if we're going to be saying we're Christian, are we giving everything into that? Um, and so just, just thinking about Kobe, what he did and the mama mentality, it's just being the best version of yourself and what that means for you. And so I just, I just encourage all the listeners out there, um, whatever that means for you to just strive to be the best version of yourself. I would end as we kind of honor the memory of Kobe, as we're talking about Mamba mentality, it's obviously something that's uh, near and dear to our hearts, but to clarify one thing, you know, when, when we speak of perfection, um, especially when we hear it in the gospel, like Matthew five forty eight, where it, uh, Jesus says, be perfect as, as your heavenly father is perfect. You know, I think we mentioned this in one of the episodes, but we, it, the, the idea of perfection doesn't mean without error, without sin it means fulfilling one's end and purpose, right? Teleos. So the idea of 
coming to your full end. And that's only going to be, you were made for greatness and you were made for more and you were designed to be, um, you know, a message of God, a messenger of God. And, you know, just find that just don't get it twisted when we talk about being perfect, that you Mm -hmm. can't be without sin or without error, hopefully not grave ones, but, um, there's that. And I would just say, uh, ending on the Kobe note, the is in his short film, dear basketball, one of the things that was powerful and it spoke to what he thought about basketball, but I imagine hopefully what he, what he thought about with God and for all of us is he said, you asked for my hustle and I gave you my heart. Right. And I think that's the part where for us as Catholics, we can um, definitely say, let's give God our hustle and our heart, right? Give him your heart first and then go after it with the mama mentality. So, you know, we are grateful for all of our listeners and viewers that are out there to join us we ask that you continue to pray for us in this ministry. Continue to give us your feedback. You know, continue to like, subscribe, follow us. Uh, again, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. And um, we're very grateful for your support and your prayers. And we just uh, look forward to seeing you next time. So until then, get holy or die trying. <laughs>